Thanks for joining me this week on the show. I'm excited to dig in with you on the topic of five health swaps that I think are vital for you to change your lasting and resilient health. You don't have to do all five right away, but I'd love for you to listen in and pick one where you're ready to move the needle for your well-being now and long into the future. So glad to have you with us. Living in a stressful world doesn't mean you have to give up on happiness. Instead, you can shift your perspective of stress and discover how to live your life in flow. Welcome to Happified. I'm your host, Susie Vine. Join me for inspiration and interviews with folks who are shining their light in the world in the areas of positive mindset, health, and wellness. I'm so happy to have you here. What if you could maximize your meditation practice with a tool that maximizes your time and attention with images and affirmations carefully selected to boost your positivity, to help you integrate your intentions into your subconscious? I have a special gift available for you. Visit happifiedlife.com and click on the Start Off Happy button to take a look at the phenomenal technology created by Positive Prime that uses neuroplasticity to literally wire your brain for more happiness, higher productivity, better relationships, and greater success. Head over to the happifiedlife.com page to start off happy with Positive Prime. Enjoy it free for 30 days. Welcome back. I am so happy to have you with me this week on the show when I'm going to dig into the top five health swaps that I think are the most important, most impactful that you can make today to enhance your well-being now and long into the future. If you've been with me over the last couple of weeks, two weeks ago, I shared a show about the foundations of health. So I'm going to call back on that a little bit, but moving forward, there are some other aspects that I think are really important. And as I said in that show, any health practitioner that you come across is going to start with those three and expand from there. So while I will call back on those foundations, I've got four more hot tips on how you can transform your well-being, have better health, and enjoy longevity starting today. In that show, I talked a little bit about my motivation, why I think it's important to start changing now so that we have lasting health. Because even though we don't want to really think about it, we're all in this playing the long game. What we do today is going to have all of the impact on how we feel 10, 20, 30, 40 years from now, even more. Why not shoot for a nice ripe old age and stop limiting what you believe is going to be possible when you get there. Why not live with all the vitality, the energy, the independence that you dream of? And if your health isn't that great now, that's by no means a limitation on what you can expect to enjoy later. Your health is a message from your body. It's a sign that there's something that needs to be fixed. And there are genetic issues. I have one myself. There are chronic diseases that can feel next to impossible to remove from yourself. And so wherever you are on the spectrum of health, I'm not saying any of this in any way, a criticism of you could have done more or you should have done this. We're starting right now. Today where you are, a blank page is in front of you as my friend, naturopathic doctor, 
Dr. Sam Larkin says, every day is a page in your book and you get to choose what you write in it. The next day is another page. So never limit the story ahead of you based on what has already passed. Those are the chapters that have inspired you, that have informed you, that have shaped your wisdom. And you keep getting to write a new story for yourself. So with these tools and tips, I hope that you feel inspired and empowered to make some changes. And as I often say, I don't want you to feel overwhelmed. This is not a shopping list. I'm not saying go do these five things tomorrow and get back on track. What I'm saying is what stands out at you from this list? What feels like something you can make a shift in now? And then you can come back to this list. And as you start to feel lighter and brighter, as you start to make space for more change, as you build confidence in your ability to change, take a look at one other aspect where you can start to make shift happen. Alrighty, so first, my first health swap that I think is most important for you to change, and if you've been following me on the show, you know that I believe we need to feel more empowered in showing up to the stress that finds us every day. Stress is a part of life, although we have let it become a bigger part of life because this biological stress response that we feel comes along with our beautiful package, but we get to decide how much influence it has on us. So my number one health swap is recognize that stress is a biological response. We get to use physical and mental understanding to manage that response. We get to be in control of our own stress. So I had some great episodes. Recently, I talked with Dr. Amelia Nagoski, co-author with her sister of the book Burnout, The Guide to Completing the Stress Cycle. They've recently released their workbook, which I'm really excited to take a look at. And it really, beyond looking at how burnout manifests primarily in women, but it's an important book for men to read also, because it really looks at how emotions unresolved, unattended can build up and compound stress to push us over that tipping point into burnout. Another great perspective is a conversation that I had with Dr. Mort Orman, a physician throughout his career who experienced stress, of course, in medical school. We all know that doctors go through that process, but also recognized that his anger, his emotions were something that didn't have to rule his life. And that this concept that we have to manage stress is a bit off the mark. It was an interesting conversation with him. And while I don't agree across the board, I think he illustrates a very important difference between the stress, which is our stress response, which is the way our bodies respond to stress and how they take it in and how it impacts us and what the effects of that are. But beyond the stress, how it lands on us, we have to take a look at the stressor. And until we address the stressors in our life, until we acknowledge what is causing our stress, what our triggers are, where stress is coming from, and resolve those as best we can on whatever channels we can, recognizing again, as I already said, that stress is going to show up throughout our lives, but we don't have to be cultivating that stress response by leaving all of these stressors unanswered. So we can learn how to 
manage to alleviate our stress. I talk about that a lot on the show. If you want some tips, let me know where you're feeling it and I will point you to the best conversation. I invite you to share comments here if you're watching the YouTube video or in our Facebook group, Live With Less Stress. And of course, you can always comment on my blog, happifiedlife.com, where every episode is listed. So you can always search previous shows there. Let me know how you feel stress is impacting you. If you want some support, if you want some tips on how to move the needle, how to lighten the load, how to start pulling some of these small everyday impacts of stressors out of the stress bucket so that you're not carrying so much all the time. Because when you let these little things add up and a big stressor comes along in your life, that's what tip the scales. It's because you don't have the capacity left to handle one more thing. So I hope that that briefly inspires you to take a look at how can you feel more empowered to address the stress in your life and how can you start to switch your fuel tank? If you are like so many of the high achievers that I know and have worked with, someone who has discovered that stress can help you get things done, right? Then working up to the deadline, maybe procrastinating until the deadline, helps light a fire till you turn out your best work. If, you know, getting that kind of pressure drives what you feel is a better performance. And so you're letting stress accumulate because you think that's the fuel that you need to succeed. How can you switch the tank? How can you switch it so that instead of pressure driving you to success, you can have more fun. You can enjoy more happiness along the way because happier people have been measured to be more successful more quickly. So how can you switch tanks? If this is something you want to learn more about, again, reach out to me. Let me know that that piques your interest. And if I haven't already covered it in the show, if I can't point you to previous episodes, we'll dig into that because it's something that really lights me up. I think there's so much potential in flipping the script on stress and feeling more empowered so that we are not at the control of our physical, our biological response to stress. In fact, we can remove that impact, which is in 80% of diseases and illnesses that we are addressing today in the world, it's been found that about 80% of disease is coming from the influence of stress on our bodies. We know that we have epidemics of many chronic diseases that we are addressing, metabolic imbalance, diabetes, heart disease is a huge unspoken danger that so many of us face. How can we take back control? We can do it by taking control of our stress and how it shows up in our lives. That's tip number one. The second health swap that I hope you feel inspired to make change with, to take action as soon as possible, is as I already mentioned, those foundations of health. And if you visit Happified Life, I will share with you some links to previous shows where I've talked with some brilliant minds who will definitely inspire you to make change in one of these areas. If you didn't catch that episode, the three foundations of health, which I've included in one health swap because I'm cheating a little bit, are incorporating more movement, consistent movement to help get your body moving and feeling better quality food so we get the nutrition that we need so our body can regenerate and restore itself the way it has been designed to do and quality sleep. 
which is a tricky spot for so many of us. I've shared a lot of tips on that in that episode where I talk about the foundations of health. I have some resources if you want to download a guide. If you want a deep dive episode on sleep, let me know and I'll find one of my favorite experts to come on and join me and we'll have a conversation about how you can get the quality sleep that your body is designed to want because we're all different. We're all unique beings. There's no one size fits all solution or type of sleep or expectation that we're aiming for. So we can dig into that if you feel like that's an important episode to call down on the show. In terms of movement, I had a terrific conversation with Jana Danielson, someone who as a very young and very successful student and young entrepreneur was having debilitating stomach pain. And this is something that I've heard so many people experience, especially very successful, high achieving people, those type A kinds of people, even as children, as these characteristics emerge, I hear so many of them experiencing stomach pain. And she through Pilates, through breath, through mindful movement, was able to resolve what years of visits to doctors, even visiting the Mayo Clinic, all kinds of pharmaceutical suggestions and recommendations were not resolving. By getting back to her body, by tuning into her body and understanding what it needed, that mindful movement provided powerful transformation. Amber Wise was another terrific guest on my show. And Matt Travis is a coach who helps women who helps mothers in particular, who are ready to reclaim their health, who are ready to put a priority on their own well-being after helping their family grow and be established. Matt has wonderful inspiration and tips on how you can be moving your body, be incorporating better habits to transform your health. In terms of food, I had some wonderful guests on that topic. Dr. Zainal Khan really has helped some of his patients transform type 2 diabetes through lifestyle changes. Vonda Schaefer is a wonderful therapist who uses micronutrients to help people have what they need. We need those feel-good neurotransmitters to feel as good as we can. And so if our food is depleted, we can even look to micronutrients and supplements, amino acids to help us feel better more easily. Dr. Tracy Gappin is another great conversation where we talk about the power of micronutrients to help restore balance to our bodies without looking to medications. I also had a great conversation with Cheryl Major, a woman who through her dietary changes, through changing what she was eating because she was worried about her husband's health, she discovered that she transformed her depression. What inspirational stories I've been able to bring together. So never underestimate the power of clean, nutritious food to really give us what we need to be feeling better, maybe sooner than you think. And then in terms of sleep, take a look back on that Foundations of Health episode, which of course I'll have linked in the show notes so that you can get some great pointers and how you can change your nighttime ritual, enjoy better sleep so that you can be better rested and energized so you can meet every day so you can make the choices that you want to be making to have a healthier lifestyle. Every choice you make is a vote for the person that you want to be is one of my favorite quotes by the author of Atomic Habits, James Clear, a wonderful inspirational book that I highly recommend. Tip number three, the third health swap I think you need to make as soon as possible. 
I can't keep saying today, but put it on your list so that you know to come back to this one. And these can feel overwhelming, but I hope you see that small changes do impact, in fact, add up quickly. When we avoid endocrine disrupting chemicals, that's a big mouthful. But number three is avoid these endocrine disruptors wherever we can. We have seen in the news a lot of conversation lately about PFAS, perfluorochlorinated chemicals that are in products like Teflon. And while it has been phased out, that particular chemical combination in Teflon and nonstick pans, that doesn't mean that manufacturers aren't making minor alterations to that chemical formula and putting something very, very similar with potentially the same health risks back on the shelves in our stores. So nonstick pans, stain-resistant coating or waterproof coating on clothing. We find it in so many places. We find endocrine disrupting chemicals in some of the antibacterial, the microban materials that are for sale now, especially as we are so afraid of germs and trying to create a sterile environment which is not what we were designed to live in, but that's what's being marketed to us. Plastics in food storage, in bottles that we drink out of, in the lining of the food cans that we eat, and even in our indoor air, because we use so many of these things. We use fragranced items in our homes to scent our homes, to scent our laundry. And then we live in these tight capsules now without air exchange. So all of these products, an overwhelming list, as I said, but again, I have a resource. If you're interested in this, reach out, let me know in the comments, and I will make sure you have my healing home haven guide to start making some changes here. These endocrine disrupting chemicals, they impact our endocrine system. What that means is it, in, it is impacting our hormone balance and our hormones are the drivers of all of the organs in our bodies. Everything we do physically, all of the functions of our cells, our organs, our tissues, is driven, is managed by the hormones that are generated, that are collected, that are delivered in different ways in our body. And that all works through a very finely balanced biofeedback system. And when there's enough of one hormone, it starts one physical response. When there's too much of a hormone, or if there's not enough of a hormone, it stops a response. It changes gears. It drives everything from our, our cravings, our you know, how much we want to eat when we want to eat, when we don't, our energy, our movement, our fertility and cycles, testosterone and estrogen and men and women, and we both have both of those. The balance that is so important, especially in women of childbearing age, we don't want our hormones to be influenced by chemicals that are masquerading as hormones in our bodies. We're very familiar that soy is a phytoestrogen. It's a plant that acts like an estrogen. Well, fragrances are also estrogenic compounds that our body receives as estrogen. It throws off the balance. Everything is out of whack. Hormonal issues like endometriosis and even autoimmune issues like fibromyalgia, these things can be influenced by these endocrine disrupting chemicals. We're seeing connections also to many types of cancer, of the reproductive organs, of our um, endocrine organs, of the thymus, of the thyroid, of the 
kidneys, of the adrenal glands. So we need to take a look at how we can resolve, how we can limit as much as possible the influence of these chemicals, fragrances, plastics, these PFOA, PFAS chemicals that are also on stain resistant and waterproof fabrics and materials. So start to become aware, start to look for less treated, less manufactured items. Look for canned food, canned food that comes in BPA free lining cans. And again, be cautious. Is BPA free? Maybe just a close sibling or cousin of the biphenols that we're worried about. Look for food that is in glass jars over cans that could have dangerous linings or plastic containers. Start to make the little shifts. You don't have to do an entire home transformation, although you can if you're that inspired, but making the choices as you're buying, as you're choosing what you bring into your home, as you're choosing what replacements you'll you'll be getting is how change happens that lasts and lasts. So my third tip is to begin in, uh, avoiding those endocrine receptive chemicals. Again, we touched on this in my topic with Dr. Tracy Gappen. Also, my episode with Dr. Ailey Cohen really digs into this. She's got a great materials on her own website. So I'll have those links in the show notes. Health swap number four. And this is one that I keep coming back to. This is perhaps my biggest bugaboo, as I've admitted. Make time for yourself. With all of this happening, with all of the stress that we meet in our lives, with all of the obligations and commitments that we put on ourselves, that we feel from other people, and as we push ourselves to succeed, and then think we're going to put our happiness in the backseat and come back and, and collect that later. It's important to recognize that right now, as soon as possible, as often as possible, we need to make this time for ourselves. We need to be able to tune in so we can hear the messages our body is giving. If we're not feeling well, it's a signal that something is out of balance and we need to be able to understand. We need to be in tune with our bodies enough to know that this food doesn't agree with us, that I need more sleep than I was able to get last night. These messages are fundamental and in a very loud world, it can be hard to perceive them. By making time for yourself, you start to open that door. Your happiness, as I've already said, you know, in terms of how we address the stress in our lives, our happiness is so important to not think that we can come back to it later, that it is, you know, selfish or indulgent to do the things that make us happy. Because when we are happier, when we're more positive people overall, we are more open to feedback from others. We're more engaged in our communities and social spheres because we want others to be happy. As we are, as these little changes happen, we tend to be, and this is supported by research in the field of positive psychology, more successful. We succeed more quickly and easily with less strain and force because we are more positive people and that changes everything. And that feels perhaps like a difficult shift to make, but neurobiology is powerful. And as we start to put more importance on feeling good, on having grat on the things that bring us gratitude, all of these little daily practices start to train our brain to look for these happier emotions. And so, as I said before, instead of having stress be the fuel that drives us forward, 
feeling happier and positive can be the fuel that helps us keep going, that helps keep our tank full so we never feel like we're running on empty. So how do we make time for ourselves in this wild, all the time on, always demanding world? What I recommend and what I am continuing to work on myself is self-first scheduling. Don't forget to put your workouts at the gym, your quiet time with family, all of the little things that you think, well, of course, I know to do that, but they don't add up on your calendar. When you put them on your calendar, if something else tries to crowd that out, you can move that time, that commitment to yourself, to your family, to another place. So it doesn't get lost. It doesn't get overwritten. It's something that you aren't just never getting around to. So start putting yourself on your calendar. Use some self-first scheduling. And remember that, you know, space to play gives you access to creativity. You start to get those out-of-the-box solutions that might be, you know, have you stymied at work. And space to play also gives us access to moments of awe and wonder, which has also been found in research. Those are those kinds of emotions that help to slow time. If you feel like time is spinning by and every month goes faster than the last, I can say I have those moments where I just feel completely overwhelmed, starting to spin out. Those moments of awe and wonder are like bookmarks. We're so present. We're so engaged. It's something so new and novel that our brain is fascinated by. Those experiences give us these bookmarks that help us to slow the passage of time. And so that space for play and curiosity is not only healing, it doesn't only give us kind of the antidote to feeling stressed, it takes us back to that other end of the spectrum, but it helps us to feel less rushed, to feel less hurried, to be more present in the moments so that we're less influenced by worry from the past, by regrets of the past, by worry of the future. We can be here now, be more present with yourself, be more present with your family and the people that you love. And that starts by making time for yourself. And finally, the fifth health swap that I hope you'll feel inspired to make is to get connected. And as I just said in the fourth one, and so this will help to facilitate, first of all, get connected to yourself, tune into what makes you happy. So many people, when I ask that question, they have to stop and think about it. It's been so long that since they've done something for the sheer pleasure of doing it, it's, we can come up blank. What makes you happy? How does your body feel in different situations? And when you ask different things of it, tuning into yourself is so important because it is, as I've already said, easy to get distracted by the noise, the chaos, the input in the world all around us. The most important input comes from within ourselves. So first of all, getting connected to yourself, I'm going to call back on. I think that's fundamentally important. I had some great conversations with Iba Connell, mindfulness and um, mindful food therapist in the Bay Area here. We had a wonderful, inspiring conversation. Megan Nolan, uses yoga to help people get back in touch with their bodies. Kat Ruiz and I had a great conversation about the power of breath work. 
not only for ourselves as big kids, but for our littles as well, for the impact that she has seen in her children growing up with access to breath work, to connecting to their breath and how that's transformative for them in being present and being connected to themselves. But it's also important to remember that we are social beings. We want to be connected to others. We wanted to be connected to others that uplift us, that inspire us, that aren't holding us back and weighing us down. And I'm not saying we need to delete some people from our friend group because they aren't who we aspire to be. They don't lift us up, but we can start expanding our friend group. We can start calling in more of the people who do lift us up who give us what we'd like to receive and who welcome what we are able to give them without demanding more, right? People who honor our boundaries because you deserve to have boundaries. It takes boundaries to do that self-first scheduling. So you'll find pretty quickly where some people don't want to respect that, where you need to keep reiterating what you're able to give, what you choose to give and hold the line. You can surround yourself with people who honor that, who acknowledge that, or people who just demonstrate that to you until you can learn from them and begin to do that for yourself. We want to be with people who honor who we are and what we're willing to give and don't demand more than that. And also, if you have trouble feeling connected, if you feel disconnected, if you feel like you're surrounded with people who aren't looking for the same things that you are, who don't put a priority on your personal well-being, on your health, the way that you want to for yourself, you need that inspiration. Look for ways to get connected with them. And as you, so one way is to look for things you would like to learn. Look for classes that would be interesting, that would pique your curiosity, that would give you some of that awe and wonder. Perhaps a creative class, a writing class, a movement class, a travel experience, food and wine. There's so many different interests we can explore through continuing education, extension programs. Look for something near you that sparks a little curiosity and let yourself be surrounded with other people who have the same curiosity. Let that be a way that you can start to expand your circles, meet new people. You might not make a friend in every class, but you just might. You never know when you open yourself up to new experiences to get connected to yourself, what lights you up, but also to open the door for deeper connection with like-minded souls. And a person who shares your interest in creativity might not be a person who shares your interest in movement. That's okay. Look for people in these different areas where some companionship, some company, some inspiration, maybe an accountability buddy could help you move forward. So that's a lot in a conversation. I hope that you feel inspired rather than overwhelmed. As I said, take one of these, but store the rest of these to come back to Start making choices that facilitate these five health swaps. Let me run down the list again. First of all, recognizing that we can be empowered in how we show up to the stress in our lives, how we can handle that and move through it. The second, looking again at those foundations of health, movement, sleep, and food. I cheated by combining those together. The third one, so important, I think, especially for our longevity and lasting health, but also if we have families at home, avoiding endocrine disrupting chemicals wherever we can. 
I've got some resources there. It's an overwhelming topic, but it doesn't need to be. Small changes add up. When we start changing our buying habits, we can change our entire world that we're living in. The fourth one, make time for yourself. Put yourself back on your priority list. And number five, get connected. Getting connected not only to yourself, but get connected socially. Surround yourself with people who are aligned, who help you feel uplifted and inspired. I hope that those tips give you some inspiration, help you, you know, pique your curiosity or some ideas. I'd love to hear what you choose to shift first, what ideas you have, or if you're coming up blank, but you feel like this is an important area to address, please reach out, share in the comments, let me know. I'd love to share my support. I'd love to cheer you on as you make these changes to support your well-being now and long into the future for your vibrant and lasting health. Thank you so much for joining me on the show. I look forward to joining you again next week. Until then, take good care of yourself. Thanks for joining us today. To learn more about living life with less stress and more flow, visit happifiedlife.com. Subscribe on your favorite player to catch the next episode as soon as it's out. Sharing really is caring, so please rate and review the show while you're there. And if you know someone else who would love it, please pass it along. Until next time, my friends, keep on shining.